Because men, it's hard for us to love you and like you at the same time. It's just, it is what it is. Relationships turn men into bitches. Once a man loves you, he no longer likes you, usually. It's parenting thing is hard, man. You need patience. You gotta have a lot of patience to deal with these kids. I'm not gonna lie, I don't have a lot of patience. I'm learning. Now you can wanna fight a kid, man. Kids are assholes. The man who you were at the beginning of the relationship is a different man than who you are now. Every boy is gonna emulate some man somewhere. He could be a good man or he could be a bad man. Uh, for a son, your job is to train your son to be a gentleman because boys either build or they destroy. There is no in between. What's going on, world? It's another edition of your favorite podcast, Dad Zombies, with your host, Ken, and my co-host. With the big. Bringing you another edition of Dad Zombie, the podcast. I know y'all heard that. Yeah. Shout out to your boy, Ken, on the uh, on the studio effects. Yeah, man, trying to get it together, trying to get it together. That sounds real, real crisp. I together, like it. man. Listen, I like it. We getting better with time, like wine around here, baby. Yeah, man. We we age like McDonald's fries, baby. Uh, McDonald's fries do not age at all. My God, <laughs> that that's we're timeless. That's the that's okay, the pun. okay, okay, okay. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Hey. Appreciate all our listeners that's tuning in us each and every week. We appreciate y'all, and we are glad to be in the ears of new listeners every week, whether it's your friend, family, foe, baby mama, baby daddy, anybody, you know. We are here for the help and support of everybody, you know. Yeah, man, we appreciate all the love and support, and y'all keep sharing. Keep sharing it, you know, share, 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 share. We can't say it enough. Uh, especially if we drop drop in the gym and you know somebody need it, make sure you share it with them. But without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and get into this brotherhood check-in real quick, man. Uh, definitely seeing you on vacation, enjoying yourself. Oh, yeah. what was, oh, yeah, how, was, was, how was it? Man, we had a good time. We had uh, went to San Antonio for the weekend. So it was kind of like a a short, you know, little vacation but it was something that we had did this was the first time we actually took the boys to an amusement park oh nice yeah that was uh did y'all match their clothes not at all uh they had swimming trunks you're wild (laughs) bro i'm not the clothes like we all supposed to match yeah well i've read that like you know disney world preparation um, that we didn't go to Disney I know you're not going. I know you're about to say that. I know you're not going to Disney World, but when you're going to a large event where there's a lot of people, you match clothes. For if your child is lost, you can identify them better, or they can identify you. Trust me, with the wife that I have, we were not losing those kids. <laughs> we were not losing those kids, bro. It was almost to the point where I had to ask permission. And I know, look, man. Sometimes you do. I had to ask permission just to go get on a ride by oh, wow. myself. Wow. Which ride did you get on by yourself? I got on a water slide. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, SeaWorld actually has a water park as well. I told you, know. you they had a water park out there. Well, you know, Brittany told me they had a water park. I didn't believe it. And then I realized I had to get extra tickets because they had a water park. Yeah. So y'all went to the water park? We went to both. Amusement oh. and water park. Nice. Is it pretty kid friendly? Um, it's better with a four to five year old and up. Say less. 
Yeah. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know that now. Like we I had an aggravated, I had an aggravated two yo. Gotcha. He was a little mad because he couldn't get on everything. You know, no. he had to be 42 inches of taller to get oh, on a whole bunch of stuff. I know it. I could just see it. I I know it. <laughs> yeah. So you know, we got to the, the front of some lines and was just like nope, y'all, y'all try to cheat it, huh? <laughs> hey, I was like, bro, I'm with him, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's all good, man. We had fun. We went to the river walk. Um, yeah, like I said, it was our first time together as a family, you know, because I went with my mom before, but this is our first time going as a unit, just us yeah. on our own. And uh, on your end, bro, how's the father of two? Welcome to the club, bro. Welcome well, club. speaking of people who can't make it into amusement parks, uh, my <laughs> baby is two weeks old, so she definitely isn't, uh, you know, get on any rides anytime soon. Uh, but nonetheless, I would definitely like to welcome young Clark Raina Rose to the to the world. Uh, and shout out to my my wife and mother of two for pushing the young the young lad out with no epidural. Oh, oh yeah. that's strong. That's Be back. Strong. Be back. She, and, hey. and she was a uh, well cooked baby, huh? Because I look, I was over there. I was oh. at your house past due date. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All my babies well cooked. You know, they like they be in there getting good seasoning on them. <laughs> they well done. Yeah, they they always come out late, but nonetheless, right on time. Um, it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful delivery. Uh, shout out to Dr. Miller, fellas. If you're looking for a doctor, better yet, and I'll tell you this, um, and this is just, you know, when you think about the giving birth to a child, you know, the dangers that's associated with it. Um, you know, that only makes you appreciate the woman that you're with that much more. And I would even say like, you know, especially even, you know, some mothers that go through C-sections, a lot of guys don't know is that, you know, once you have that C-section, um, majority of the time, you know, that's, you're only able to have another C-section, which is, you know, more dangerous each time you have it. Um, but we were lucky enough to have, you know, a doctor, you know, who, was you know allowed her to have vaginal birth after a c-section which is very 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 um uncommon and rare um but nonetheless you know god you know had his hands on us the whole time and we definitely you know seen it through so yeah man definitely got to see it through got to see it through my boy that's what he, tell, he say i got you man i can look don't worry about it don't don't worry about it don't worry about it play i got this yeah, and I listen for all my new fathers and you know fathers to be. It's it's a process, you know, when it comes to you know the the hospital. Like I don't know about your experience, but both of my children, I was in the hospital. Well, I say I, but my wife was in the hospital for a week. So when she was in the hospital, oh, wow. of course, I was in the hospital. Oh, wow. Um, and she had two C sections. And listen, it's not easy. It's not an easy process. You know, you got to be there. Uh, I know for a lot of guys, well, I can speak for myself. For me, uh, the form of, you know, fatherhood didn't hit me until, you know, I seen Kenneth and I seen Case. Like, you know, I was preparing myself, Mm -hmm. but it didn't get real until they was here. You know, like I knew they was, you know, she was pregnant and then boom. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like that. And for me, you know, the wake up call, you know, really doesn't hit me till like maybe like a week after. You know, because I still haven't, you know, it's hard to connect with the child, you know, personality because, you know, they're sleeping all the time. You know, their eyes are always closed. They're always sleeping because they just out the womb. 
Um, but you know, definitely seeing her give birth. Um, and I'll tell you this, and I got the video, so I was literally in there. It was me and um the nurse, right? And she was, you know, she was trying to, you know, get the, you know, she said, Hey, you know, it's time for you to have the baby, like push. So when she said push, I said, Oh shit, we have we doing this, we're doing this right now. All right. So I look around, I said, Whoa. Ain't no doctor in here. But where, where the doctor at? We just me, me and you? Doctor so Dad. So you already know what I did. I went over, I put some gloves on, I got scrubbed up. You know, I was but I was ready, to, you know, to give help, give birth, do whatever I need to do. Um, and right before I got in there, they came in there and pushed my ass to the side. <laughs> <laughs> Said, we got this, dad. Thank you. <laughs> hold the hand <laughs> yeah man it's a beautiful. beautiful experience it's a beautiful experience i feel like my youngest is going back to i don't know like babyhood or whatever because i keep waking up and he's under my armpit i'm like bro mm. stay in your bed that's all you got to do every night i'm i don't i'm used to it now no no <laughs> hell no i'm gonna say hell. kaisen makes a pallet in our room he, he doesn't. He makes know, a pallet. He makes hey. a pallet. He, he sleeps in our. He he would try and sleep like because here's the thing. That's your favorite broke little friend right there. Like a frat boy. Like he'll sleep in the, in the chair. Like we have like a lazy boy and he'll sleep in the chair just because he doesn't want to go in his room. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he don't want to be out the mix, bro. That's that's him. He always want to be in the mix. He was the only child for a while, man. So this mm-hmm. is new to him. It's new to him. All right. We ain't did these in a while, bro. Oh, I forgot Quick what that draw. was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, mine sounds like a little pea shooter. <laughs> yeah. All right, bro. Out of all the animals, bro, I picked two of these animals. Mm-hmm. They both in the same environment. Okay. And you have to pick one. Which one would you decide? Like, I know you bad. I know you bad. You, you know, you can handle <laughs> yourself. But listen, if you had to pick to fight a great white shark, no, I'd give you a hammerhead shark, a hammerhead shark, or a orca, a.k.a. a killer whale, which one would you feel like you had the best odds against? The normal human being is going to tell you, oh, I'm going to go against the orca whale. But see, that's where your ass is wrong. See, that Ocarrell <laughs> will eat you up and spit you out. They would draw you into the deep blue sea and gangbang your ass. Do not mess with an Oracle well. I am telling you, run the facts. I look, I'll take my chances with a great white, uh hammerhead. Uh shit, you can put up all three sharks at the a same bull time. Shark, bull shark. Bring, bring them all on at the same time. I'm still not going against no Oracle well. Hands down, no. Bro, too intelligent of creature. No, bro, they are some of the, they are the biggest. Well, I'm not gonna say biggest because you have the, uh, the big, what is it called? Humpback whale. I don't oh, even, yeah. I don't know if that's the right name for it. Anyway, bro, I realized like you know, I had put on some videos just so they can you know the boys can kind of like you know ease into like Shamu, mm-hmm. bruh. They got fascinated with, I messed around and put one of the, it was an orca versus a great white. Hey, they got fascinated with 
the orca was eat like at some point, bro. The orca was eating sharks. The sharks. Like when it has nothing else to eat, bro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ain't ain't no small fish around. Oh, let me ain't go no for the apex, rays. bro. And that's the thing, bro. They are apex, bro. Yeah, I, I definitely taking my chance. This is here's the thing. I don't really. I'm being. I don't mess with nothing in the water, bro. Like that whole water aspect. Bro, just say you had water. a scuba diving suit on. Bro, I don't get. Bro, if I had no, I don't mess with the water. That's too much of unknowns. Like I'm like me being from Louisiana. I'm terrified of swamps because anything can go down in the swamp. Uh, go down in the swamp for real. Go but down in the swamp. You think it go down the swamp? It goes down in the ocean. And, oh yeah, and we only discovered literally five percent of the ocean, bro, and that's seventy percent of the earth. That's sad, and you know what? That's to say that we've only discovered five percent. <laughs> like that makes you think, like, well, damn, how we know we only discover five? Like how we know it's not three? How we know it's not two? Yeah, like what because is the five percent? It's it's because of it's certain parts of the ocean that's so deep that you cannot. See you like as a human, you can't go down there because it's so much pressure. Oh, yeah. As a machine, they can't go down there neither. It's from what I'm seeing, well, they have certain machines, but like you know, it gets into like certain levels and like the abyss, like there's not much, you know, but there's still creatures living down there, mm-hmm. which is crazy. It's like, okay, how do you live down here, you know, in the in the darkness of the sea? They adapt to the environment. Exactly why I'm terrified of them. <laughs> Cause they, I've seen you some that to the one environment that has no light, no oxygen. It has oxygen for them. Oh, when people be like, "There's aliens," there you go. Hey, true. I've it, seen, I've see. seen, I've seen pictures of some of those deep uh, creatures, you know, washed up after years of floating in the water because they didn't die. Oh man! But anyway, let's all move forward. To uh, some I know you've been posting and preaching about, um, and I know it was something that was in the news, which is a well-known lead cornerback. You know, he was one. I ain't gonna say he's my favorite, but you know, I love football. And at some point when he played for the Seahawks, I was LOD. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely top tier. You know, he should be in everybody's top five, you know, from a defensive cornerback's perspective. Um, but nonetheless, you know, you think you think people got it all together just because they have money. Right. But yeah. you never know what somebody is going through until, you know, until it comes out. And recently, you know, Richard Sherman had a episode um, and, you know, different videos and police calls and stuff like that you know you can kind of put together you know a little bit of the story but nonetheless um the brother had a flat i mean a mental breakdown i would definitely mm-hmm. say um there was a you know definitely a i don't know like you can hear the pain you know you can hear you know the cry for help you know when he was saying that you know he was calling different people saying he's going to hang himself it's like you know that's that's sign number one you know somebody's calling you know they need some help uh they're you know they're looking for that attention um so you know and with that it it definitely escalated seems like 
um, to where he was charged. Um, and I think he was, you know, charged unnecessarily, but, you know, he was charged with uh, burglary as well as domestic violence, um, which I think, you know, should have probably been like more trespassing um, based off of the looks of the video and stuff. But, you know, that's only parts and pieces of it. But, you know, nonetheless, this is, you know, bringing us to the topic of as black men, you know, who do you check in with? You know, who who is your support system? How often are you checking in? You know, how, how do you how do you know what are the signs of burnout? Um, because apparently they could have been some signs, um, you know, had he had been talking to someone or maybe he was talking to someone. You know, we don't know the back end of the story, but we do know the outcome um, which is that this brother had a severe mental breakdown. Um, and I say breakdown because, you know, obviously he has it has it together to be able to play professional football. Um, and when you're, you know, you have that type of caliber, mindset, skills, you know, train your body for all these years, you're definitely, you have the mental capacity, you know, to be fit for this society. Um, but, you know, people go through stuff. Um and we're not here to judge. We're not here to point fingers or anything, but we are here to talk about, you know, us as black men, you know, addressing that trauma. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, we can always learn a lesson when stories come out. Uh, Cause like you said, money doesn't fix your problems. Sometimes mm-hmm. it enhances your problems mm-hmm. uh, because you have a public image of, oh man, he rich, he ain't got these problems. Listen, just because you got some money don't change your family. Don't change the people that, you know, sometimes it can change the people around you uh, and as group-wise, but it can literally uh, not change the people around you, if, if you get what I'm saying. So, like, your brothers, your sisters, your mama, your daddy. And when we have issues in our own community, um, I know when we're younger, we have this, you know, even in grade school, if I'm crying over something, you're going to get talked about. If I have an issue with something, it's like, man, stop being a baby. You're a man. You're a boy. And I think the counseling honestly should start earlier than uh, being an adult. Because even when being young, and I'm not saying all African-American families are like this, but you have families who have broken homes, you have abusive homes, and you just don't know what's going on, and you don't get the help till you get older, but it's sometimes after a, a breakdown or, or a lockup, mm-hmm. it's almost like, who can really understand this person? You know, a guidance counselor in school. And it's, and it's crazy that this man got to this point in his career and the headline was just, you know, domestic dispute yeah, uh, and burglary. And, you know, I try not to hear or try to go off the first thing I see uh, because I don't know the story. And I don't think nobody else knew the story neither because they said he had, you know, was it burglary? Um, it was burglary, domestic dispute, and a hit and run. Yeah. But if you go into the story, the hit and run was a one car accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, the domestic dispute was him trying to get inside of the house with his 
uh, what's his in-laws and wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know and the thing. I'm is, like, where the burglar come in from? Like, I'm like, I know the thing ain't hurt. They from just wouldn't let him in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I got from it. They just he must have got mad and like took something. Like, Fuck, give me this. This is my ornament. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, bro, we don't know the ins and outs. But as far as like mental health, that is a big thing. I know our community, uh, the black, the brown. I feel like all communities need it because. In some form, we have a level of trauma that our parents who were inexperienced on parenting brought down to us. Yeah, I ain't going to talk about that generation too much. I try <laughs> not to, but I'd be like, damn, like, you know, we, okay, okay. I know they talk about our generation, but I'm like, bro, y'all come from, our parents come from the, they survived crack, AIDS, titties on the glass. Why I knew the titties on the glass was coming, bro. Everybody had an auntie who had titties on the glass. That's why. <laughs> that bro, was the error, Every bro. time I hear you say that, bro, I just think of Uncle Luke, dog. Just titties on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Ain't none of our, all of our parents um, been to the, uh, to the Kappa Beach party. I know that for sure. Okay, I can and it, to that. And it all goes down there. So... It's just go to titties on the glass. We probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the Kappa Beach party. If it wasn't for the titties <laughs> on the glass, I wouldn't be here. That's it, what <laughs> Uncle Luke's Uncle Luke saved you. But yeah, that's and, and you know, I was I was talking to a friend earlier and we was just talking about, you know, how there is no requirements to be a parent. And I think that's just what we live in. We live in um understanding what our parents went through understanding the conditions they had and how we want to move forward and not pass that down to our kids. That's why I honestly adore and really love and admire about our generation because our generation is very proactive. Like we are coming out with all this stuff, you know, they was old school with it. They was, uh, now we coming out with the new modern way of living. Um, That's, you know what, as cool but I I definitely think that's dangerous, um, because granted, Which part? the part that we get so far, we get our heads so far up our ass and playing semantics with every damn thing, um, that we start to for one fall out of grace with God, um, because we're too busy experimenting with all these you know crystals, cards, uh, sexualities, you know everything, um, and you know we wonder why things start to happen to us. Is, you know, most of the time is because we fall out of that grace, um, you know, trying to live, you know, our own path. And, you know, we call it this new age spirituality. But nonetheless, you know, the Bible even, you know, it warns about, you know, subscribing to things of that nature. Um, you know, the old saying goes, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And when you start to play with things that are outside of God, you know, you live by those type of, you know, rules. Um, so I would just say, even though our generation is, great you know for you know being innovative and testing the limits uh we also push them shits way too far at times to where we're in a position now where we have to then go back and play cleanup and for instance you're talking about you know um you know you look at organizations um that are now formulating you know to push pedophilia you know that's because those are because we made it comfortable 
for them to feel like, you know, okay, well, they can come out of the shadows and, you know, make this an organization and start these groups like Man Boy Love and all these other esoteric groups that are, you know, uh, perpetuating, you know, these, you know, type of relationships with kids. And it's our society that has given them a place and a voice and protected them and given, you know, different bills and stuff like that and made it okay when it's not. And that's when I say that's when it's dangerous is that we continue to push the limits and then until it pops and then we try to go back and fix it. Um, and some things we just can't fix at that. Yeah. At, I believe that comes with finding the right groups um, because, you know, they, our parents always used to preach to us um, that might, you know, your friends change when, when you get older, um, they're not going to be the same. So then that's the same situation because you realize like the older you get, the more you really understand like life, uh, the world and your own personal beliefs, because just how you say it, your spirituality and your belief in God, you have to basically go off of that's That's your foundation. That's your foundation. And everything else will revolve around that. So if you believe, okay, we need to get rid of this trauma and move forward and okay, I, I shouldn't, we shouldn't argue in front of our children um, for any disagreements. If you say no, then I'm not going to say yes in front of you. Uh, if we have a disagreement, you're going to let that go right now. And then later on, we can discuss, excuse me, how I felt. Then we can discuss how I felt about that. Um, And, you know, it is, you know, it is a slippery slope. I'm not going to lie about that. It is a slippery slope. But you have to find that group of people, especially when it comes to, like you like we started mental health because some people the older you get they're gonna look at you like you're still you know you it ain't nothing wrong with you but then the other people are gonna be educated and understand okay it is some something wrong with him he might not just like be need to be medicated but he need to talk to somebody about his personal situation about her personal situation just so they don't continue the um trauma of passing that on to their offspring. I'll tell you this, what I did learn this week is that uh, people who seek out help in terms of counseling and services, the majority of, you know, counselors, you know, I say black counselors, but majority of people that they see are African-American women between the ages of 25 and 38, um, college educated, and make about, you know, $50,000 in income. This has pretty much been across the board with different and almost every <laughs> uh, psychologist or counselor that I've spoken with, you know, within this past week. Um, and what that tells me is that they get it. They know that they have to address, you know, certain issues, but it's our us, us as men, we don't address the issues. We're still trying to put the the bandaid over over the gash. Like it's not, you know, it's not going to work because we're essentially we're bleeding out. We, mm -hmm. you know, we have injuries that are so deep that you know a bandaid is not going to cover it. It's only going to actually irritate it and infect you in the long run. It's like essentially like we're not changing out our gauze, right? 
you know, what they tell you is that if you get a cut or, you know, if you gunshot wound or whatever, you know, you want to keep fresh bandages. Um, but, you know, while we thinking the wound is healing, we just haven't changed our gauze. We haven't, you know, we the same way you go in to get your teeth clean and the same way you go in to get, you know, different bodily checks and stuff like that with your physicians. Um, you need to have those mental check-ins because if not, if you do not restart, you know, your or refresh your mental, you will burn out um, or you would start to, it's going to start to rub off around you. So it'll affect your relationships. Um, it'll affect the way you work. Um, it'll give you mental clout to where, you know, all you think about is, you know, the wrong thing. Um, so it definitely has an effect on you, whether you see it or not. Um, you know, and that's what we're talking about. You know, we have those mental check-ins, um, you know, to when we go through stuff, like you have those support groups that you can reach out to, uh, especially as black men, those are, you know, really, really important because <clears throat> let's, let's, let's keep it a whole book. We can't go to our girl. <laughs> keep, it, it, yeah, you right. So because you start to, you, once you start to blur the lines, it's, uh, it, it gets real, real, slippery slope it's a slippery slope it's a slippery slope and you know how we are i think we talked about this before how we have our group of friends you have one friend that you can talk deep and intelligent with you got one friend you can have fun with you got one friend that you've been knowing since i was two years old you know you have these certain friends and you really have to rub that off on your other friends uh when we you know you do your mental wellness checks uh because you know the ones who you really sometimes you look at them and you're like man what's going on you know it's something going on but your relationship isn't on that serious 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 note mm-hmm. sometimes you got to bring it in but and, and and i'm gonna tell y'all fellas i'm i'm gonna kind of school y'all on how to do it number one do not do it. If y'all got like a group of five or six friends, bro, do not do it in front of your five or six friends with that one friend. Because number one, he's going to feel like it's an attack. Number two, uh, he's going to feel like it's more like an intervention and he has a problem. And you want them, you want them to make, to feel comfortable. You know, like you invite them over, you you pull up, go chill with them. You know, y'all shoot the shit. And then you mm-hmm. just shoot into it. You know, you kind of easing it. Like, you know your friends. Yeah. Um, so it's it's more of like, you know, you know, with men, you kind of gotta slowly move into it, but have a purpose with it. So you can intent you, you have intention on what you're doing. Cause you wanna make sure your friend is okay. Cause sometimes on the outside, they can be you know, smiling, laughing, having a good time all the time. But then on the inside, you being an intelligent and and understanding person, you see, okay, bro, I've I've read about signs of depression. I've read about signs of um, loneliness and and stuff where, you know, they can be suicidal. They can smile now and, and be crying later, you know, Check on your people. Check on your people. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Check on your people, because yeah. you never know what somebody going through. Yeah, uh, we, we infamous for uh, 
for covering it up. See, we've been covering it up for years, our trauma, you know, from from slavery through civil rights to, you know, shit, living in living as a black man in 2020. You know, that's trauma every time we go out to the grocery store that we can be a, you know, a statistic. So, shit, we, we could be a statistic in our own home. And that's, you know, and that's the, the worst part about it is that's what the media paints the picture of is that they show you and, you know, predictive programming, but they show you, they like, you know, this is the, the modern day way of how they used to, you know, back in the day, they used to either, you know, rape or hang the slaves in front of everybody else. <clears throat> Same thing. All the thing we did was just do it different. Now we taking a knee on it and putting, you know, knee on somebody's neck and putting it on national television. Listen, do not listen to the media. Do not listen and live by the media. Because I was literally watching the news earlier and they were talking about, um, you know, people being released off felony bonds. You know, felons who committed multiple crimes and they came out and committed a murder or another heinous crime. Understood. It was probably about seven people that they showed, right? Mm-hmm. Out of those seven, five, five were Rehabilitate. black. Five were black. Two were Hispanic. So you're telling me out of all Houston crimes, out of all Houston felonies that a judge has let somebody go, you're telling me these are the ones that y'all show. Because they're showing us in a negative light. Mm-hmm. Black and brown. Even- but on the other hand, you got to realize like, like right now, bro, I live in the hood. I live in the hood. I ain't made it yet, bro. I ain't made it. And like I tell my wife, it's more people in the hood that want to do right and live right and do the right thing than there are people trying to uh, create havoc and crime and do all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But the media not going to show you that. I seen something and it made me tickle on the inside. But then I, I, how does that make me feel to hear something make you tickle (laughs) on the inside? (laughs) I'm going to tell you why it makes me tickle is because we live in a world where we try to act like us as black men aren't treated differently. And we try so hard to say, no, everything's equal. All people are the same. All lives matter. Cool. Young girl. I should have had the case pulled up. Fuck it. I'm going to just roll with it. Like they said on the case, young girl in Ohio um, charged with uh, murder is charged by the judge they said that they're going to not, they're going to give her a verdict, right? But she's not going to be seen in the court. They're going to paint the description of her as a six foot two, 250 pound black man named Jamal. What? Check this out. They're going to weigh her crime as if she was a black man. This is a teenage white girl who committed a crime of murder and they're going to weigh it as if it was a black man who committed murder. What does that tell you? 
It's see, this the thing. This is why I have an issue. And this is what I feel like circle backs around. Because we as men get in our heads when we hear like you gonna charge her like she was me. Why can't you charge her like she's her that did the same crime? Just charge us the same. Don't like put in your head, oh, I'm gonna charge her like this is a black man in front of me. No, no, no. Charge her like that book in school taught y'all how to charge people. That's the thing, though. There is you, there is no book. When we go to court, we're going to court based off of how somebody feels. Mm-hmm. The, our, our prison has 12 jurors. If somebody can wake up on the wrong side of the bed, a judge, you know, who's doing the sentencing, he can say, hey, he can skip all that and be like, hey, you go to probation. Or he could say, nah, I need you to do 20 to life. Two to life. And, based, and, and I took some criminal justice classes, bro. And a lot of those charges, bro, it's from two to 99 years. That's what with the mean. judge's discretion. That's what I'm saying. Their discretion, bro. They could be having a bad day and be giving everybody an extra five years just because the private prison needs some more money. They could be doing that, and you know, you at the discretion of the judge. That's why that's why I tell people like the whole court system, it's not just messed up because it's rigged in terms of us being, you know, black. It's rigged because we don't understand black law. We don't understand what it means to be black in the court. We don't understand what it means to be white in the courtroom. Those mean different than what we think it mean, you know, on the outside world. And by them charging her as a black man in the court, that's what made me tickle is because when she heard that, she just, she started crying. Like she bust out crying and the judge was mad. I mean, uh, uh, her lawyer was trying to plead and say, it wasn't right to charge her as a black man. I said, <laughs> wow. Like man, they really, they going back and forth saying that, you know, they that means they know, they know that we are charged harshly. And even worse, they actually painted a picture. Like they did a sketch of a big, guy, big black guy. And that's who they're showing to the jury. Oh, wow. They made up a sketch. And, and see on the other hand of the, of our, our blacks, people who aren't criminals you see it in the world every day you know you go to work you go to the store it's some people that's just gonna um hit you with the discrimination like you know my wife said she hadn't really experienced racism until she came down to the south and you might not really experience it all the time and i've known some black people have never or they feel like i would say that they feel like they've never experienced any kind of prejudice, racism, or uh, just disliking towards them. But it happens. So some, I was, what I was watching earlier, I was watching something and the dude, it was a, it was a, it was a black chick and the dude was like, oh, what was your, um? oh, I was watching The Purge. It's a TV show. And, uh, the the CEO of the company, he had asked the black lady, he was like, so what what you said your father did again? And she never said anything about her father. And she was like, uh, I never said anything about my father, but what he was assuming was that her father wasn't shit, uh, basically. Mm-hmm. And was saying that we, as 
children strive to be better than our parents. Yeah. But you just gonna like try to figure out what she what, what, she, what kind of background she comes from. That doesn't take take away from the intelligence and the credentials that she has. No, nah, it doesn't. Um, but you know, people be fishing uh because they try to say, and the saying goes, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, which is true, but you also can rewrite a lot of those bad apples by addressing that generational curse that may be passed down to you. So you don't have to be incarcerated because your father was incarcerated. You don't have to not be in your child's life because your father wasn't in your child's life. You don't have to beat on women because you've seen your father beat on women. Like these are stereotypes that we can break you know, and a lot of this is broken through, for one, open dialogue um, and understanding that, you know, you may have a problem. You may have on sites of signs, you know, that you may be dealing with some type of trauma. Um, one of the things that I, you know, uh, learned recently, you know, just watching some Instagram lives and stuff with counselors, you know, they talked about the signs of um, mental health and they talked about, you know, having walking around you know, with that pent up kind of aggression, trauma against you, you said you, you'll do things, you know, there's people that's functional, like the same way they are functional drug addicts. Um, you know, you have people who can function with that type of pain and hurt. And what they do is, you know, that you may not even notice it. However, you know, they may check out, um, you know, they may not be answering phone calls or text messages. Um, and I find myself doing that all the time. Um, and I had to check myself. I said, am I checking out because of mental issues? I said, nah, I just don't feel like fucking with nobody. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm good. But I'm going to be real, man. When somebody check out too long, I'm the type of friend. I'm literally, listen, if you don't want me to know where you live and you my friend, hey, just don't tell me where you live. Because I'm going to pop up on you. Don't answer you your would. phone, bro. Don't answer your phone for too long, bro. You can I'm answer gonna, your phone. You, I'm going to make pop sure. Up. I know it. I'm going to pull up, bro, because I want to make sure you're not dead. That's what that's the first thing I'm going to see. After that, I'm going to be like, bro, what the hell is up, bro? I got a partner that's there around the corner. If he don't answer the phone by two or three days, bro, and I know he's going to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro, I'm pulling up. I am pulling up, knocking on those windows. What's up? You know, just checking on you. Well, you know, we, we got to do that, though. We got to keep that in our community. I feel like... um. That's that's something that our kids are gonna see, you know, when they see that us as parents or fathers mean we checking up on our friends. Like that's that's one part that we can stop in that curse. Like me personally, you know, I love you the pops, but I really haven't seen that. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm not saying that he doesn't do it and he hasn't done it, but you know, like as a child, I haven't seen it, but I know what I need in my life. I need somebody to check up on me sometimes. So I'm going to do the same thing. And, you know, sometimes we live in, like right now we live in a world where uh, er- everything isn't reciprocated the same way that we do stuff, but it's okay. You know, that I for an eye works sometimes, but, you know, do what makes you a good human, bro. You know, what you feel like makes you a good human, bro. I did a class about human relations, bro. We talked about good humans. You be the best human you can in your own definition. Don't be mad at them for not doing what you would do. Yeah. You cannot put 
your expectations on other people. That's real. That's like in a relationship. You can't get mad at me for not doing the same thing you would want me to do to you because you do the same thing to me. Well, <laughs> well, 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 that boy can't want to preach today. <laughs> he want to tell you that you can't do what you want me to do and then get mad if I don't do what you would do. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Everybody, everybody love different. Everybody love different. Everybody, Boy. you know, everybody feel different. Preaching and, to the choir today. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I try to do my due diligence sometimes, man. Preach, man, Ken. You know. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Ah, man. Ah, man. Well, in other news, I'm about to get this CZ Scorpion. <laughs> what is that? This. Bad little anyway, Bad bro. Little you know what? You know what? You know, we had a little conversation about this. I had to bring it on here though. You know, I I I just got on Marvel right about a couple months ago. And when I, you say just got on it, like you at least have the general basics of superheroes, right? Like Marvel. Oh, time out. Let's just roll this back real quick. Oh my God. Yeah. Quick draw. Look, give me your top three superheroes right now. I don't need you to take too long because you should already be thinking about this as a man all the time. All of them gonna be Marvel. I don't care if it's Marvel. Well, I take this back. One of them not gonna be Marvel. But anyway, so one is not a superhero. I'm just let you know this now. Who Batman? Batman is a superhero. What are you boy, about? get boy, 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 boy. He's a hero. He's boy, a hero. He's a hero. Let the depression hit. See how hero he gonna be. He's a hero. Everybody, anyway, he could lose anyway, his job in he, COVID too. Anyway, bro, I feel like anyway. So I'm picking Captain America, Iron Man, and the Joker. What the fuck, <laughs> nigga? <laughs> Did you just get on Marvel last week, nigga? What the... Bro, about the last. What about two months, three months? Oh, bro, yeah. what type of I've never I'm... really like been into superheroes, bro. Bro, you gotta boost up your uh your superhero level, man. I don't like Justice League, bro. I'm not oh my Justice gosh, League, Justice League could rock all your superheroes. Not at all, not at all, bro. Stop, 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 not at stop, all, because you're gonna start a whole nother episode that you can't handle. <laughs> no, bro, not at all, bro. Bro, I can name one superhero from Justice League that can rock every single bro. Movie. I can name a villain. From Marvel that will kill everybody. Who? Thanos. Okay, I got one for Thanos. His name is John. He goes by Dr. Manhattan. He's the strongest superhero in, in the whole entire comic book. You ain't killing Thanos, bro. Go look up John and then come holler at You me. ain't killing Thanos, bro. Go look Even up Dr. John. Strange little weird ass fuck up. Uh, John. I think Dr. Strange is a, a spinoff of Dr. Manhattan. Or John, he goes by different names, but Doctor Doctor Strange is definitely Marvel. Okay. Anyway, we not even gonna get into the conversation today. Make sure y'all go follow us on Instagram, Facebook, um, what else? Twitter, TikTok. You know all those at Dad Zombie. That's D A W D Z O M B I E. Make sure y'all go follow me, your boy Ken, on Facebook. Well, no, not on Facebook. On Twitter. On TikTok, I've been talking it. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I see you. <laughs> and Instagram, make sure y'all go follow me at Ken Ken underscore. That's K-Y-N-G-K-E-N underscore. And my boy Bell with the beard. Y'all just go follow your boy at Bear and Beard on all platforms. And go check me out and like and share my last TikTok video. Yes, sir. You know what? We're going to have a competition, bro. You don't want it. I don't have the time to compete. No, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. What we going to do is. I be getting blackballed by TikTok, too. We're going to drop three videos next week. Mm We're going to see who get the most views. If we tie up on views, we're going for likes. We tie up on likes, we're going for comments. Okay. Some going to break the tie. I'm gonna just tell you now, I'm blackballed though. Like, how I'm do you shadow, get blackballed? I'm shadow banned. What, bro? What, what do you be, bro? You one of them conspiracy dudes, huh? If you look at my TikTok, that's like ninety percent of shit that come down my timeline. <laughs> that's how I know I'm I'm shadow banned. My last video should have did numbers. It did, bro. He one of them conspiracy dudes. Sometimes I be looking at some of the videos like, bro, bro. No, they should have gave me way more views than what they gave me. I'm appalled. No, nah, nigga, you bad. I'm appalled. You know you bad. You we were bad. <laughs> and shout out to hey. that boy Jordan Bell for always tuning in and, and liking my TikTok. For sure, for sure. Shout out JB. Yeah. Anyway, from your boy Ken. And Bell with the beard. We out.